Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will review the National Premier Soccer League National Championship match. I have a listener email that I will read out later in the show, and so much more to cover on this week's episode of First Team Podcast. So let's kick off the show by reviewing the National Premier Soccer League National Championship match between Miami FC 2 and FC Motown. The championship match was played in New Jersey. Miami FC beat FC Motown. The score was 3-1. to one. Miami FC are the 2018 NPSL champions. So congrats to uh, Miami FC and Ricardo Silva and their manager Paul Daglish on uh, beating FC Motown. FC Motown, they're not a small side. They're not an easy side to go past. Okay, they came from the Garden State Soccer League, but they have quality players. They had Julius James, who played in the NASL, played for MLS clubs. So they had quality players all around. But I just think that Miami FC, at the end of the day, and I predicted this, that Miami FC will be crowned champions by the end of the night because we've seen this across the world in FA Cup matches, in league matches across Europe, that the better team is successful at the end of that 90 minutes because you could see the better talent, you could see the better players on the field, and maybe they're more fit for example, because I know FC Motown, they didn't have that many training sessions. Maybe they played more matches. They didn't have time to train. They have their day jobs. And Miami FC, I guess they don't have that. They train every single day. They have a coach who has coached professional teams before. So Miami FC has better talent all around, has bigger resources. But I'm not knocking FC Motown because... In your first season going to a final, and I've experienced that with the New York Cosmos, they didn't play a full year in their first season in the modern era. They just played the fall season. And we won the fall season, and we played the Atlanta Silverbacks at Silverbacks Park. And we all know what happened that night. The New York Cosmos beat the Atlanta Silverbacks. Marco Senna's great goal that night, and uh, he's a club legend. But going back to the MPSL Championship match, uh, congratulations to Miami FC on a job well done. And that's the best thing about uh, these national semi-pro leagues. The MPSL has 98 teams. The United Premier Soccer League, I think, has over 100 teams. So they give local clubs in communities across the United States the ability to join a national semi-pro league, play regionalized matches, and get to be crowned the national champion. 
Miami FC is the champion of a league that has 98 teams. We have the UPSL semifinals and championship matches coming up in a league that has over 100 teams. So that's the beauty of those leagues. Carlos Menez, the head coach of Cosmos B, has been named the 2018 NPSL Coach of the Year. So congratulations to Carlos Mendez in his first year in uh, coaching the New York Cosmos. In the NPSL campaign of 2018, undefeated in the regular season. Maybe in the playoffs we didn't go as far as we wanted to, but congratulations to Carlos Mendez. Hopefully we can see him on uh, the sidelines next season, regardless of what league we're playing in, if that's a pro league, if that's the NPSL or if that's MPSL Pro, because they have been uh, rumors of maybe a professional league launched by the MPSL. So I would love to see Carlos Mendez on the sidelines next season, um, regardless of what league we're playing in. Because Carlos Mendez, I believe, he understands the club. Carlos Mendez captain the side since day one, since the first match against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. He really understands the club, and it's great to have that within the club if that's in a coaching role or in a front office role. You need that person or multiple people who understand the club and who can implement that philosophy every single season. If that's a new crop of players, if that's in a new league, you want that same style of play. You want that same style of the New York Cosmos every single season. So moving on from the NPSL, before the final, Miami FC CEO Sean Flynn was talking to the Miami Herald, and I found this quote very interesting because there's not that much news on the future of these NASL or maybe former NASL clubs like the New York Cosmos, Miami FC, Jacksonville Armada, and this is the only quote or the only updated quote that I can see recently from someone that is representing a NASL club. So Miami FC CEO Sean Flynn had this to say on uh, the current season in the NPSL and the future. In the midst of the trouble and uncertainty, we found a home to play in the NPSL, a great league with 98 teams. We wanted to keep the brand alive in the Miami community and compete for championships, which we did. The league issues are a big hurdle, but we'll get through it and hopefully a resolution soon. And for Miami, I think they need to find a resolution soon. For the Cosmos, we need one as soon as possible. For Jacksonville, they need one as soon as possible. But in the Miami community, they're going to have a MLS team there. I don't know what's going on at the moment with David Beckham. I believe that they're having so many hurdles with stadium deals and... Uh, they have to talk to local politicians. But I'm not going into that in detail. They need to sort out the future of their club. And I hope that's with the NASL or some sort of new league with the Cosmos and Jacksonville. Because like I said earlier, in the New York market, you can't have the Cosmos operating in the MPSL for a long term. Because you're not going to be relevant in a big sports market. Last season, we were in the NASL. And MCU Park was... Crowded. A lot of people were buying merchandise. Uh, we were on MSG, which is home of the New York Knicks, the Rangers, the Red Bulls, and other local New York teams. That showed that the Cosmos were trying to go 
head-to-head with these local teams. We were trying to build a foundation for the future of the New York Cosmos. But now what's next for the New York Cosmos? What's next for Miami FC? And I hope, I hope like what Sean Flynn said, CEO of Miami FC, he said that the league issues are a big hurdle, but we'll get through it and hopefully have a resolution soon. So I know he's talking about Miami FC, but I hope the future includes the New York Cosmos uh, because I don't know where they go. Do they go to USL Miami FC? I don't think they do. Do they go to MLS? I don't think they do because David Beckham is there. So I think the only place they can fall is in a revamped NASL or some sort of new league that has those independent clubs like the New York Cosmos, Jacksonville, Miami FC, and Detroit City FC, maybe Chattanooga. So other teams that wanted to move up. That's the only way I can see Miami FC and those other clubs coming together. I received a listener email from Neil Shapiro. You could be just like Neil by emailing your thoughts to First Team Pod. That is First Team Pod at gmail.com. Hi, John. I have some time to binge your podcast this morning, and I was interested to hear your perspective on the Chattanooga FC situation. I first heard about it via a tweet from Eric Ronaldo. To give you some reference, I am 51. And remember when the Cosmos went out of business. I was never a big baseball fan. And I remember watching the games on Channel 9. The Mets were horrible. As far as the USL, the United Soccer League, they are selling franchises as Subway does. That business model for the long term is not going to work. The situation in Chattanooga starts to add credence to what the MLS, USL, and the United States Soccer Federation is doing in regards to having complete control of soccer in the USA. I totally agree because USL controls their clubs to a certain extent, maybe not to the extent that uh, MLS does, but uh, they control their clubs more than they should, and that's not how it should work. So yeah, they are selling their franchises as Subway does. Look, and I do not want to sound critical of you, but talk to Eric Silver again because there were numerous reasons why when the Cosmos came back, they did not go to MLS. It is out there, but someone had said openly that the entry fee was too high, I remember the number being in the range of $100 million, and that was without a stadium. Someone from the Cosmos stated that they would invest in the academy and then build a stadium. The NASL entry fee at the time was low. Then the Man City Group comes in and writes a check for $150 million. I think what Neil is referencing to is what I talked about last week, which was how the Cosmos were doing well and we were doing our own thing in the NASL. And Major League Soccer throws in the Man City group and they start NYCFC. They didn't have to have a stadium, which David Beckham is going through so many hurdles. He needs a stadium. He can't play at Marlins Park. He can't be like any other MLS franchise. MLS just did that just to sort of hurt the Cosmos. They want as many fans in the New York market to go to MLS and not to the Cosmos, which is a sad reality of U.S. soccer. Seeing some of the videos on Facebook from the MPSL meetings and reading articles posted, if the professional league standards were less stringent, they would create a pro division and have their plan for promotion and relegation. It is evident that they have a core group of clubs that want to move up. For me, the conversation on your part needs to change. The bashing of the United States Soccer Federation and MLS is not serving anyone. Remember, they have the money and power to control everything. It is time to put a voice behind the lower divisions and the cosmos. 
It is those grassroots clubs which are going to grow the game in the end. Great show, Neil. So I just want to start out and thank Neil for his email. Thanks for your support, Neil. Thanks for listening. And if you want to send any uh, future emails, you can to that same email, firstteampod at gmail.com. And anyone listening can send it as well. So thanks again, Neil. So I just want to answer his last part of his email. The professional league standards, and this is what Rocco is arguing in court, that they are hurting the game in this country. And I understand his point where I'm bashing the United States Soccer Federation and MLS. And it's not serving anyone. But you have to bring up what they're doing. You can't just be quiet and just forget about what they're doing. Because in the end, they will win. They will win if no one's talking about what they're doing. And the mainstream media in soccer, they're not bringing up those things that they are doing. And that's a sad part. I am putting my voice behind the lower divisions. Uh, The Cosmos are playing in the NPSL, which is not a professional league, so they are in the lower divisions. Some people call it non-league USA. It's not sanctioned under the PLS, so it's not a professional league. It's sort of grassroots soccer, semi-pro soccer. So the, the professional league standards, the United States Soccer Federation put those standards together, in my opinion, so no one can compete with them. So they set higher standards. And Major League Soccer hasn't met the PLS for most of their existence. They just started meeting the PLS recently. The professional league standards includes standards for on the field, so how big your field has to be, a certain dimension, how many seats you need for each level, if that's Division One, Division Two, Division Three. There's even standards for the United States Adult Soccer Association for leagues there, like the MPSL, UPSL, They have um, stadium requirements, time zone requirements, but they're not so um, in-depth like the professional league standards of the United States Soccer Federation. The PLS even has off-the-field standards um, of how many employees you need to hire, what job titles they need to have, from like ticket representatives, I think, to marketing people, communication representatives from the club, and it even goes to how much money an owner has. And I understand why they had that because maybe before people went in and they couldn't prove how much money they had and then they just went in there maybe for a season or two and then they went out of business and maybe the league went out of business. But now you have that standard where I think it's for second division you need $10 million or $10 million net worth. It's hurting the game. It's really hurting the game. Those professional league standards stop the ability of implementing promotion and relegation. And I know that's not what the lawsuit is for, but that's what the PLS is for, is to stop anyone from starting a soccer team. Promotion and relegation is starting a team at the bottom that is not a league with owners that have millions of dollars. It's a league of average Joes, and you're working your way up to the top. And across the world, they don't have these standards. They don't have these standards of where, oh, if you want to own a team in the third division, you need to have $10 million. They don't have these standards because each club is a business. And every time you move up based on on the field performances, your club makes more money. You can sign more commercial deals. That's the beauty of the beautiful game. But it's not beautiful. The game here is not beautiful. It's ugly. There's so much politics within the game. 
a part of me, I would just love to see the Cosmos play. I would just love to see the Cosmos play in a professional league, be successful, have our own stadium, and stop worrying about off-the-field matters. Because I would love to see the Cosmos and the NASL and soccer in this country be on the same level as the Premier League, be on the same level as England, as uh, foreign leagues that are successful. That they don't have to worry about their leagues going out of business every single year or having a question mark over their club every single season. just want to touch on his last point here. Remember they have money and power to control everything. They do, right? They have the money, they have the power. But in the lower divisions, you have powerful people. Powerful people in Ricardo Silva, he's a billionaire. Powerful people in Rocco Camiso, another billionaire. Robert Palmer of Jacksonville Armada. These are only three people. These are only three owners of Miami FC, New York Cosmos, Jacksonville, that are not in MLS, that have the money. That's what Rocco is fighting for. He's fighting for what's right. Soccer shouldn't be controlled by one person, shouldn't be controlled by one league. I understand that we live in a country where every single sport has different leagues and they operate as separate businesses. But even in baseball, Major League Baseball doesn't control the sport. They're only at the top of their game because their business is successful. They're filling up their stadiums. They're building massive stadiums. No one's going to see independent baseball. Minor league baseball or independent baseball is not on national TV. So going back to soccer, it's this notion of, well, MLS and the United States Soccer Federation controls the game, so you shouldn't worry about it. You should. You should worry about it. I understand that it's a waste of time maybe talking about it or it's a waste of time just bringing it up. But there's people out there like Rocco, Ricardo Silva, Robert Palmer that have the money, that have their own power, respectively, to do what they want. And I hope we get a positive result in the court case so we can return to the field as soon as possible and see the New York Cosmos compete for trophies, compete for the major honors. The last topic on this week's episode is a quote from U.S. Soccer President Carlos Cordero. Less than two months after securing hosting rights to the 2026 World Cup, Cordero urged leaders to use that as a deadline for repairing the game. Here is his quote. It gives us an eight-year runway. It will help us inspire a new generation and bring more players into our ranks. It will help generate new revenue that we can invest to make soccer more affordable and develop the very best players, coaches, and referees at all levels. In short, co-hosting in 2026 and the years leading up to it will be a once-in-a-generation opportunity to bring us closer to our goal of making soccer the permanent sport in America. So going back to the 90s when the United States hosted the World Cup and FIFA said you have to have a professional league and they launched Major League Soccer. Carlos Cordero was saying hosting the 2026 World Cup will be a once-in-a-generation opportunity to bring us closer to our goal of making soccer like the best sport in America. I hate that quote because we shouldn't wait for a World Cup to come around. And I understand that it's the biggest event in world soccer and we're hosting it with Mexico and Canada. And I understand that. I enjoyed the recent World Cup in Russia. But a country and a soccer federation shouldn't wait eight years to inspire a new generation or bring more players into the ranks generate new revenue they're already doing that and they say that well when we generate this revenue we can invest 
this to make soccer more affordable. They're going to make billions of dollars off of the World Cup. Is that money going to go back into the game and make youth soccer more affordable? Will they um, take out the pay-to-play rule and um, force parents to pay thousands of dollars for their kids to play? I hope that billions of dollars goes into youth soccer, that goes into making the best players, into developing the best players. I have a feeling that it's not going to be invested the right way. I feel like it's not going to be invested into developing players, into youth teams, uh, coaches, and referees. That's where it should go, into developing the game in this country. I have a feeling that it's not going to go that way. I've read that it's going, or some of the money is going to all the stakeholders within FIFA. So I guess that's most of the member associations of FIFA. So I don't know how much the United States Soccer Federation is going to make off of the World Cup. I know, I guess, Canada... And Mexico, their federations, they must be making some sort of profit off of the tournament because why would you host it? Why would you want to host the tournament? So there has to be some sort of value. So I hope this is going to be invested into um, soccer in this country, but we have to wait and see on that one. I will bring you updates later on to see if this will be uh, invested in the right way. But let me know what you think on that one. Uh, I believe it's not going to be invested, but I hope it does. We have a listener question from Nicholas at S-J-R-U-G-B-Y. Nicholas had this to say using the hashtag AskTheFirstTeam. You can leave your questions on Twitter and on Facebook at FirstTeamPod. Could the Cosmos stay in the National Premier Soccer League or would the United Premier Soccer League be another option? What's your opinion on UPSL and other leagues? Nicholas, I really like the semi-pro or the national semi-pro leagues because like I said earlier it gives communities and clubs that maybe don't have enough money don't have enough power to go into the professional ranks maybe they don't meet the PLS they can join the UPSL or the NPSL which are two quality national semi-pro leagues from what I know on the UPSL you play more matches that's the best thing. And you can play year-round. So that's another positive. So the UPSL has a lot of positives. Can I see the Cosmos play in the UPSL? I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I would like them to because it's a quality league. But Rocco wants to play in a professional league as soon as possible. But the problem is, is that I don't think he's going to put his money into something that is sanctioned by the United States Soccer Federation where they could pull the rug out from under him. I think the UPSL is a quality league, but like I said, I don't think Rocco would put the Cosmos in the UPSL. I think they will stay in the NPSL because they have the reserve team there. They had it there over the past couple of years, so I don't think they're going to leave the league. That's just my take on it. Yeah, I do enjoy the UPSL, and I do enjoy the NPSL. I like this level. I really enjoy the national semi-pro level. So thanks, Nicholas, for the question. I really appreciate it. And like I said, you can send in your questions on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod using the hashtag AskTheFirstTeam. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, First Team Pod. That's firstteampod.com. Want to voice your opinion on what has been discussed on this week's episode of First Team Podcast? Feel free to email the show at firstteampod. That is firstteampod at gmail.com. So as always, let's go near Cosmos. And I'll be back next week 
with another edition of First Team Podcast. So thanks again for listening. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, the Benadel Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of it is the rap from tear attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts happen, we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Effects you grow down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Shouting cues allowed to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll check the no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Progression and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.